Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Duff 23, Kaf Gimel, in the third chapter of Masechet Megillah. A brighter is quoted eight lines from the bottom. Tanu Rabbanan, Hakol Ulin Leminyan Shiva Ve'afilu Katan Ve'afilu Isha Aval Amru Chachamim Isha Lo Tikra B'Torah Mipnei Kavod Atzibur all are eligible to be counted among the seven, meaning the seven to be called up for an aliyah on Shabbat, even a minor and even a woman. But the sages explain that a woman does not read from the Torah because of the honor of the congregation. We have heard that before. As we know, women were excluded from receiving aliyot for most of Jewish history, and there are still movements and congregations where women are not called for aliyot. But we see here from this brighter that the reason for the exclusion of women is kavod hatzibur, and kavod hatzibur is a tricky concept. The Gemara doesn't explain really what it what is meant with honor of the congregation. A popular interpretation for the phrase dignity of the congregation or honor of the congregation is that it described the scenario in which the men are not capable of reading and hence needing a woman to do it for them, reflected negatively on their honor. It is also very unclear if Amru Chachamim, meaning the sages, explains if that really is a definite ruling or merely a recommendation. Now, Rabbi Meir wrote a book, also known as the Maharam, a 13th century Jewish scholar who usually took a very conservative stance and on any account that had to do with women, writes, where there are not enough men who can read, the dignity of the congregation will take second priority. So we see here that the Maharam is already willing to set aside Kavod HaSibur for other values. Now our Gemara does not explicitly discuss the issue but looking at the short section that follows the brighter, we see that they discuss what is meant by among the seven. Now, do we count the person who receives the mafti aliyah among the seven, or is that, or is that person counted extra? In which case, one could make the argument that at least the mafti aliyah should be open to be read by women. The Gemara doesn't go in that direction, and I'm just inferring it from the fact that the status of Maftir is discussed at all at that very moment. As a side note, when congregations started to experiment with giving women aliyot, there were some who based their decision on this, this exact piece of the sugya. And in starting with allowing women, very often it were bat mitzvah girls, to receive the Mafti Aliyah, based on the assumption or based on the discussion here in the Gemara that 
maybe the Mafia Aliyah is not one of the seven, and hence falls outside the parameter of whether your uh, sages had said Amru Chachamim Isha Loti Kavat Torah Mipnei Kavot Hatzibur. Now let's move on to the next Mishnah on 23 Bet. The Mishnah says, The introduction to the Shema is not repeated, nor does one pass before the Ark, nor do they lift up their hands, nor is the Torah read, nor the Haftarah read from the Prophets, nor are stops made during funerals, nor is the blessing for mourners said, nor the comfort of mourners nor the blessing over the bridegrooms, nor is the name of God mentioned in the uh, Zimun, save in the presence of ten. For redeeming sanctified properties, nine and a priest are required, and similarly with human beings. The Mishnah explains to us which prayers require the presence of a minyan, of ten adults. But which prayers are they referring to? Now let's have a look at that. One does not pass before the Ark. What does that mean? Well, that simply refers to the Shaliach Tzibur, who would step up and go before the Ark in order to lead the congregation. The Mishnah informs us here you cannot lead the congregation publicly as a shaliyah tzibur unless there are ten present. They do not lift up their hands. This refers to Bikat Kohanim, the recitation of the priestly blessing to which only descendants of uh, the Kohanim are chosen. And the Bikat Kohanim also is only recited in the presence of a minyan. Ein korin batorah ein mafterin benevi'in. They don't read publicly from the Torah, and neither is the Haftorah recited. That's pretty self-explanatory. Ein osin ma'amad v'mushaf. They don't stop at funerals. Now, this refers to the custom that, if you ever been to a funeral, you might have observed it. It's a custom that when the, when the Aron is carried to the gravesite, it is customary to stop several times and on the way and uh, to recite psalms. So it says here that that too was customary not to do unless at least a minyan was present. Ein umrim bekat avelim, vetan chumei avelim, bebekat had chatanim. And also, likewise, one does not say the special public uh, blessings or greetings um, that are uttered at the cemetery in the presence of the mourners, um, or the comfort of the mourners, uh, unless there is a minyan present. And neither is the special blessing over a bridegroom recited unless in the presence of a minyan. Now, one does not recite the full zimun for Bikat Hamazon, which includes Eloheinu. Might recall that where less than three are present who have eaten bread, each one recites Bikat Hamazon individually, and no zimun is said at all. If three or more, but less than ten, are present, 
a zimun is recited, but it's like a little bit shorter zimun. It simply omits the Eloheinu. Only in the presence of ten or more is the full zimun set as part of Bikat Hamazon. The last, Uvekar Gaot Tishave Kohen, refers to the case of redeeming objects. Nine adults and a Kohen must be present. This is an example where Minyan is even more specific as it usually is, meaning of just simply ten adults. Here, in this case, the presence of a Kohen has to be assured in order to make it a valid Minyan. You might have noticed that I haven't mentioned yet the first part of the Mishnah, the Ein Pursin Al Shema. It's a little bit tricky to translate this. You could say one does not repeat the Shema or one does not divide the Shema. Now Rashi explains that this means that if the congregation has recited already the Shema and a significant number of people come late, Rashi says ten people, others say seven, six, and so on, it is permissible to repeat Kaddish, Baruchu, and the first blessing over the Shema for the sake of those who came late, so they too can recite it in the presence of the Kahal. You might have encountered the practice in some congregations where one of those entering late, meaning after Baruchu, might at the end of the service recite Baruchu, and the congregation answers. Um, this is where it comes from. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.